This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 5 for the week of December 18th, 2005. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 5 of Daizenshu EX, the podcast. My name is Michael Labrie. You may perhaps see me around as Vujito EX Online. And back with us this week is my faithful returnee, Julian. Hello. Hey. So where were you last week? We missed you. I was singing in a concert. You enjoy the singing. Did you sing Dragon Ball songs? Uh, no, I was singing a song in French, actually. Oh. It was quite nice, though. Well, that's good. Also joining us this week is our somewhat regular now, Mary from Temple of Trunks. Hello Tem- there. TempleOtrunks.com. Yes, that's right. With the O. With the O. And we also have a special guest this week. We have Maggie from LovelySyborg.com. What's up, guys? How's it going? Yo. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so we're going back to a kind of regular-styled episode this week. We got a little bit of news to talk about, and we have a cool topic we want to go over in a little detail. And we also have a whole batch of new emails that we're going to read off and see what everyone's thinking. So the first thing that I want to talk about is one or two emails and some comments on the message board that we've gotten, and that is about how we all sound. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> a lot of people seem to be under the impression that we would sound completely different than what we actually sound like. Now, I don't really know what they expected us to sound like. A manly man? An evil overlord? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think they expected you to have the lower voice and me to have sort of like the high-pitched <laughs> underling sort of voice like this, you know? That's, the, that's Poor... a good impression. I mean... I mean, why wouldn't I think that? You guys have destroyed <laughs> all my ideas. This Vegeta VX is so angry. I know. And I'm actually not. I'm, I'm very nice. And he likes kitty cats. I like kitties. And he's all sorts you of cute. You know what? That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> pictures I took of you and you were giving me the finger. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm, I'll have to hide the evidence then. All the times I followed you around and you just blew me off and called me a useless nerd. <laughs> Who likes Dragon Ball anymore? Lies. <laughs> lies and slander. <laughs> well, he just needs to have an image makeover. Maybe post some pictures of kittens, you know? That's true. Yeah, I have, but none of the pictures have me with <laughs> kittens. Uh-huh. So, uh, people probably don't know this, but we're all actually legal adults. So, I don't know if they thought we were kind of teenagers talking about the show, but I'm actually 23 years old. I'm going on 25. I think I'm the oldest out of all of us, which is kind of Holy scary. God, yeah. <laughs> I'm 20. I'll be 21 in a few months. Oh, so Aww. he's not completely I'm legal actually, yet. Uh, I'm 13. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> sure. No, I'm 22. 22, my friend. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, we did get one email from someone that said, oh, I love your podcast, and it's it's really cool. No offense, but you guys sound pretty nerdy. Well, we are nerdy, well, yeah. are we? I guess we are. It happens. Like, I don't know if they meant the subject matter was nerdy, in which my response would be, well, you're listening to a Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if we sound nerdy, oh, well, I don't, I don't care. I don't yeah. think we do. I think we sound pretty badass, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounding nerdy is a great compliment if you think about it. I mean, we're talking about Dragon Ball. We're not like, oh, remember that fight when that fight happened? And, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that's better. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that clears up yeah. some mysteries for people, or maybe it makes it worse, but <laughs> that's us. <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess we'll start off, we actually have some news from this past week, amazingly enough, because we didn't really have much the last couple weeks, and it's back to video game news. Oh, yes. It's not that I have a problem with the video games, I love them, but it's just kind of weird 
always having video game news. But since that's what there is, I guess that's what we got to talk about. The first thing that came out last week was that Cho Dragon Ball Z, which is the new arcade fighting game coming out on the 22nd in Japan, is going to see a PlayStation 2 release. Wow, and I still don't have a PS2. That's really exciting. Yeah. You know what I did find out, though? What's that? Is that it does use the kanji for Cho, but... It does, but it says There's Furigana. Yeah. It says Supa, so actually the name technically could be Super Dragon Ball Z. In fact, that's probably what it's supposed to be. I- I'm sure it probably is. I don't know where the but Cho title started with. Probably on the Magic Box. It's just people reading the kanji without right. seeing if there's any alternate pronunciation that's attached to it. And I'm sure by now it's kind of stuck as Cho, so yeah. that's what people are going to call it here. But N- No thanks to us, but that's all right. There <laughs> <laughs> uh, The game comes out in arcades on the 22nd of this month, but the, ar- or, uh, the home release will be in the spring. So hopefully we'll see a U.S. release as well. It would surprise me if we didn't get a home release of it. You think? Yeah. They're going to milk it for all it's worth. They are, especially (laughs) when Atari doesn't have to make the games themselves or fund the games themselves. They just license it and pump it out. They'll do it. And (laughs) going along with that, there's a bunch of other games that were just announced last week. Advance Adventure for the Game Boy Advance, which came out in Japan, what, like a year ago or two years ago? Pretty much. Yeah. A year, I think. it's, It's old. Well, not that old. It's a uh, side-scrolling kind of action beat-em-up adventure game for Game Boy oh Advance. And it's really, really hot. And we haven't gotten the release yet here, <laughs> even though amazing. Europe got it. So we will see that on February 1st. Then the month after that, on March 1st, we have two additional games. Transformation 2 for the Game Boy Advance, which I guess is technically Legacy of Goku 5, even though they dropped that after 2. And these two transformation yeah. games are totally different styles. The last one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got to the third level and gave up because it was hard and boring. You sound hard very bitter boring. about this. I am very bitter about it because I bought it on release date for 30 bucks. <laughs> and you played it like three times. I played it at work for a bit on my lunch break. And I, I realized it was infuriating me and I was going back to work very mad. So I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> So, if anyone actually cares, that comes out on March 1st. And then also on March 1st, uh, Shin Budokai for the PSP was announced. Although, we have no idea Ooh. what this is. Apparently, it's a uh, Budokai, and it's Shin. Yeah. It's new. It yeah. is new. I think but. the last game that had that kind of title was Shin Butoden on the Saturn, which was kind of oh an updated version of Ultimate Battle 22. So I don't know if this is going to be an updated version of one of the Budokai games, or maybe a portable release of Cho DBZ, or no idea what. We don't know. I hope they don't uh, reverse the word order when they bring it over here. What, and call it Budokai Shin? Yeah. (laughs) Well, all of these titles and release dates were from, uh, was it GameStop.com? I think so. Yeah, hopefully those are actual titles and actual release dates. Uh, which which game was supposed to be worse? Was it Shin Budoten, Butoden, or was it, uh, gosh, the other one, Ultimate Battle 22? Wasn't one of them supposed to be way worse than the other, or I can't even remember? Ultimate Battle 22 came out first, and that was on PlayStation, and it's, yeah. eh, pretty bad. <laughs> and then Shin Butoden is essentially Ultimate Battle 22, with some of the old um, Super Butoden things thrown back in, like the split screens and better graphics and stuff. I don't know. I, I never actually owned a Saturn, unfortunately, so I never got to play it, but it looks pretty cool. 
and I hated the split screens. I think I played it on an emulator before. It was very confusing and hard. It, it does get confusing with yeah. the split screens. But Don't they use them in the new Drag in the Budokai game? Yeah, in Sparking, when you play two-player, it is split screen. Could be confusing. Yeah, and I actually haven't gotten the chance to play it in two-player mode because... Mary doesn't like playing the new games. I'm sorry, I just find it too hard. <laughs> and if there's that much of a lear- learning curve, I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Mike, that just means you have to go easy on her and, uh... <laughs> Bull crap! <laughs> no, she, well, would, yeah. she wouldn't accept that. No way! Well, come on then, Mary, you're step up to the plate. I know, I gotta bring it, but... You know, if I gotta spend more than five minutes learning a game, it's not worth my time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. It's alright. I'll have to find some. I'm other, terrible. I'll find a new girlfriend who plays no! video games and likes Dragon Ball. I'm not hardcore enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Get out. <laughs> okay. That's bye. it. Turn your mic off. Get See out of here, guys. You can come stay over here if you want, but I mean, awesome. Not if you're gonna be like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really all the game news and regular news for the week. You guys get anything else? What about no. the, the Budokai Three thing? Oh, yeah, the collector's edition came out last week, supposedly. And I got a couple emails about it, and I read a couple forum posts. People were saying that the collector's edition for PS2 came out, and it's got the new box art and everything. It even says, you know, uh, optional Japanese voices on the back. And then they pop in the game, and it's the original version from, like, a year ago with nothing extra. It's the exact same game. Wow. That's not right. Maybe they just flipped the wrong disc. Yeah, I was going to say, is it a manufacturing <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like, because it's not limited to one store or anything. So Atari hasn't said anything, and I, I would assume they're going to at some point, because this was kind of not a huge announcement or a huge release for them, but big enough that it was getting a little bit of press from them. I don't know. So it sucks to be those who <laughs> just just bought the game and were hoping to get everything out of it. I don't know. Since I already bought the game twice, I don't know if I'm going to get this one. Maybe when it's like five bucks in a bargain bin. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, always the best way to get games. Yeah, especially Dragon Ball games. So I think that's it. Yay. Oh, yes. Well, in personal news, I'm almost getting a visa, which I hope Whoa. comes before I actually leave. That would be but, helpful getting over there. Yes. Come on, Japanese consulate. Send me back my visa. <laughs> <laughs> what are you here for? All right. Oh, dear. <laughs> Papers, please. <laughs> but I don't have any... Go home! <laughs> Do you have to carry them on you at all times? Um, well, you get an alien registration card once you actually start living with people. Whoa. But in the meantime, basically, I'll just keep my passport with me. You're going to mm-hmm. like go buy us tons of Dragon Ball stuff, right? I might buy me stuff. Oh, I'll, I'll see about you guys. All right. You know, it's extra stuff to carry around. That's okay. I don't care. I'm not carrying it. Can we talk at some point about the ridiculous t-shirt merchandise that, like, what is it, Cospa? Cospa.com makes? Go ahead. Or I, at least they sell. I, I posted on the forums before. They make shirts with, like, saying on the front in, like, collegiate letters with, like, a, a fake tail graphic on the back. <laughs> and they make all sorts of Capsule Core logo like t-shirts and hoodies and hats and, is that uh, legal i don't know I, I think it's like officially official merchandise it's being sold through cospa.com but but it's so good and so hot except all the t-shirts are like 35 dollars and even if you could find somebody mm. to buy it for you that's still a lot for one t-shirt yeah and i i, I can't wear dragon ball t-shirts to work so that's a yeah. lie <laughs> <laughs> that's true I, I could but they'd ask me to leave you could just what put it over your shirt and tie, you know? Yeah. Or under. 
You could, it could be like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's time for some capsule core. And people are like, who is that man? <laughs> and, you know, it all goes from there. All right. I'm going to go ahead and move us along here. We We brought on Maggie this week to talk about, I guess, what she's an expert in. And that is the Jinzo Ningen. Julian, you, oh, okay. people yeah, expect you to break down words for us now, so let's go ahead okay. with that. <laughs> go for it. Jinzo Ningen is made up of four kanji. Jin, which means person or man. Zo, which means make or made or create. Nin, which also means man. In fact, it's the same kanji as the first, but it's a different reading. And then Gen, which is an odd reading of kanji that means like space of time or just space. But um, if you put the first two and the last two together, you get Jinzo, which is man-made or artificial, and Ningen, which is a human being. So, and so it's sort of artificial human is a rough translation, but it becomes mired in connotation. Because now, in Japan... Well, let's hold on a second and say which characters we're actually talking about here. Oh, yeah. The Jinzo okay. Ningen are first... Well, I guess the first one is number eight in Dragon Ball, correct? Yes. All right. And then there's kind of a couple other characters that we'll get to later, but then it really comes in full force with um, first 19 and Dr. Garrow himself, number 20, and then mm-hmm. 17 and 18 and 19. Well, I just mentioned 19, so I'm yeah, retarded. 16, but 17 and 18. Good old 16 and 17 and 18. Oh, yeah, I'm 16. Ah, yes. Well, apparently I can't count either. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I fail at Dragon Ball. Good job there. <laughs> um, basically, I think any Red Ribbon Army creation would be a Jinzo Ningen. Not, let's not say that's the absolute, but yeah. as it turns out, they're all artificial humans. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they have those mech suits, but those aren't sentient. Yeah. They need people in them. All right, yeah. so let's talk about what this word means, like its connotation in Japanese and what it kind of could be translated to in English. Well, in Japanese, it has a pretty broad definition. It basically goes for anything between, like, a human that's had cybernetic enhancements all the way down to, like, a complete robot that just looks human. So it, it's a pretty broad kind of meaning. And in English, there's no one word that really fits it that well. Um, even in Japan, the, the English word that's officially used tends to be android. Yeah. Um, but Android, depending on who you ask, generally tends to be like a robot that just looks and acts human and not any sort of organic components to it. All right, so let's take a look at the other words that are used both in Japan and throughout the world. Funimation's dub uses the word androids, which is kind of like the standard in fandom anyways, so that makes sense. In the subtitle track, which Steve Simmons does, the translation is just kind of literally done as artificial humans. That's kind of exciting, actually. I never knew that. It is. It, it's really neat to read it like that, because you don't expect it. And then we have Viz in their manga, um, and they also use androids, just like Funimation. But occasionally, especially when it was back in Shonen Jump, they had those little boxes that said, well, technically 17 and 18 are cyborgs. I love them for that. In the beginning of every chapter during like the android saga quote quote um they would always say that they're like technically 17 and 18 are cyborgs while 16 is actually blah 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 and it would go on like that every time and it it made my little heart cry yeah like they really wanted to drive the point home that was kind of cool that was back before uh (laughs) hercule and (laughs) inferno blast and oh man (laughs) jinbu but we're really not gonna rag on them because this is something they did well and then throughout the rest of the world, 
other countries got different things depending on where you are. I think France uses cyborgs for all of them. I remember being online back in the day and seeing uh, written out C-17, C-18. Oh, yeah, I have some trading cards that are like that. Yeah. Europe definitely um, uses the C-18, C-17 thing. There's an Italian, uh, I think, number 18 tribe. Oh, yeah. I remember the name. Yeah, she drops C-18 all over the place. Yeah. I remember old sites like um, Raditz's site with the QuickTime clips. I would, <laughs> when I was first getting into the show, I would see uh, C18, blah, 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 blah. I was, you know, who the hell is that? But then I downloaded it and I found out who it was. So I thought that was neat. And that was a site in English. And since, you know, the show definitely wasn't at that point yet, you know, what were they going to call the characters? And it was neat to see them use, you know, a term from another country almost. The Android thing for... 17 and 18 has been around for a long time. Like, when I was getting into uh, Dragon Ball via the internet, what, eight years ago, um, there were lots of sites that had them listed, like Android 17 and 18, and uh, I hadn't seen pictures of them, just, like, the descriptions, and I always be like, whoa, they, what if they look like, you know, like, iRobot style? Yeah. Uh, like, you know, exoskeleton, something or others. But no, they look like people, and they're not androids, actually. Right. But yeah. that's a whole other... We're, we're getting to that. <laughs> so let's take a look at all of those words individually then, because we have all these different words from kind of different countries and different uses, and they all mean different things. Especially in English, these words have pretty specific connotations. The first one that we haven't really used a whole lot is robot. That's kind of the most basic one. Yes. Now, I'm going to pull these uh, definitions from the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary just because I like them. So they define robot as a machine that looks like a human being and performs various complex acts as walking or talking of a human being. Also, also a similar but fictional machine whose lack of capacity for human emotions is often emphasized. That's pretty neat because that brings in the whole number 16 kind of thing. Next is Android, which they define as a mobile robot usually with a human form. And that's really all they write for it. And finally, we have Cyborg, which they very, very simply define as a bionic human. Mm -hmm. So with each of these words, we get a more and more specific description, kind of like they're further classifying all of those. So let's try and actually define what we think all of them are. The fourth Daizenshu kind of starts doing it themselves, where they break it down into a couple things. For Robot, they list Sergeant Metallic, the Red Ribbon Army Robot, and the Pirate Robot. For Cyborg, they only have a single character, and that's Cyborg Tau Pai Pai, after he comes back for the 23rd Budokai. For Mechanical Type, they list 16, 19, and 20. And then finally, really interestingly, Biotechnological Type, they list 8, 17, and 18. What do you guys think about that breakdown? I'm, I, I, I mentioned before we started the uh, podcast, I was really excited that uh, 17 and 18 were thrown into the biotechnological type because there's, you know, a huge sort of, uh, like, fan-created misconception that they're, they're all metal underneath or they're actually, or they're, you know, there's a big emphasis on metal. When you think of cyborg, you know, you usually picture, like, metal ex- under-skeletons and, and skin over top, but... Right. Um, as far as yeah. we know, there's nothing like that at all inside of them. Well, I yeah. think the biomechanical thing, I mean, when we think of a cyborg, typically the, you know, the public conception is of, like, a human with obvious, like, electronic yeah. parts grafted onto them, like, say, the board from Star Trek. Um, but 
I mean, biotechnology is such that technology it can be integrated in ways closer to things that are more organic, especially when you get into modern conceptions of science fiction, where often um, the idea of a cyborg is changed to this basic sort of replacement organs and things like that, where it, it really isn't that different from organic, except that it's man-made. Right. Now, Mackie, um, you wrote a little bit about that on your site with the misconceptions column, oh, man. where, where oh, you mentioned a couple other characters from different shows. Is there any um, example that you want to cite specifically? For biotechnological type? Or well, any of them. Cyborg? Um, in, what is it, Armitage the Third? we all know Armitage, it's said that she's an android. Um, she's like a third. She's the third android, which is supposed to be, you know, an illegal type because they're made to be most human, and they, they're um, organic, and they have, um, as we later find out, reproductive organs, which is really strange and you have to say to yourself well you know why isn't she a human like why isn't i mean she's got reproductive organs and she looks like a human and stuff but no she she's still an android you know because she was made she was never a human um where if you compare her to somebody like moto motoko to kusanagi um from ghost in the shell she um she's got like a part of her brain left from when she was originally human and most of her body's man-made, uh, created out of other things, but she's a cyborg because she started out as a human. So the end product, you know, Armitage and, and Motoko are pretty much, are, are on the surface similar. You know, they're sort of like superhuman, and they have all sorts of like neat scientific stuff inside of them, but they're two different things based on their origin. Um, Armitage started out as a man-made thing, and Kusanagi started out as a human. So that makes them two different things. I don't know. That's that's really good because we have almost the same thing in Dragon Ball where we have number 16 who we find out was, I think as they phrase it, created from nothing, which means he's just there was no human to start that thing out. Right. So let's start with number 16 and make our way through all of them and try to classify <laughs> them based on the definitions that we have. Number 16, what do you guys think? Uh, I think, go ahead. Okay. Oh. <laughs> 16 to me is obviously uh, a robot. They, they say it. 16 himself says, you know, I was made from nothing. 20, uh, Dr. Garrow is like, I made that guy a while ago out of nothing. And, um, you know, it's basically stated in the, in the story that... Yeah. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say that in some respects the difference between a robot and an android has to do a lot with the conception of not only... Um, like being able to pass for a human, but also issues like free will. Let's take okay. it back to the definition then. For robot, they say, a similar but fictional machine whose lack of capacity for human emotions is often emphasized. But he does have human emotions. Right. He's We've, attached to nature. Right. We find out that he does care about stuff. And it's, well, I guess it's mostly nature because even when he is talking to Gohan, he's <laughs> emphasizing the world and life and nature and stuff. I think, uh, you know, a robot and an android are basically interchangeable, except, you know, a robot isn't always an android, but an android's always a robot. Just the difference right. is that the android looks is humanoid. Right, that, that, I think that's a, a good definition for them. Alright, so let's move on to the next ones. 17 and 18, they're kind of interchangeable in what their definitions would be. What do you guys think? Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. And I know, Maggie, you always refer to them as cyborgs. In fact, yeah. the first time that we met you, which was <laughs> Anime Next 2004 
No, three. Three? Three. Yeah, it was three. Three. Anyways, you were doing the uh, the cosplay up on stage. Or oh, man. <laughs> Should I recount this? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, go for it. So um, I dress up as, as number 18 because she's my favorite character. I decide at Anime Next that I'll go on the masquerade and, and walk on and say, hey, here's my costume and walk off, which is, you know, what a lot of people do at anime conventions. On the form, when you sign up to do the masquerade, it says, um, how would you like to be introduced and any special notes that you want mentioned by the MC while you're on stage. So I took this wonderful opportunity to say, <laughs> despite what uh, the Funimation dub says, number 18 is actually a cyborg. So the MC was supposed to read that when I walked on stage. So the masquerade's going on, and I, my turn comes up. Uh, really cool Dragon Ball music starts playing and I walk on stage and people are cheering and I'm really, you know, hyped. The MC is like, here's the number 18 from blah blah blah, Dragon Ball Z. And uh, he starts to say, number 18 is actually a cyborg. And then the crowd boos him, (laughs) drowns him out, and says that he's wrong and stupid and that she's an android! (laughs) Oh my god. And and I had walked off the stage by that point and was crying on the inside Aww. or really i was enraged it, it was either rager or crying maybe a mix of both <laughs> but i was like you guys why <laughs> and and then i don't understand why because later when i held what at our dragon ball panel the next year or uh-huh. yours that i graciously was the guest on to oh, um, yes. everybody knew she was a cyborg so i was like why do people why <laughs> why do people confuse it <laughs> it's it's a long-standing issue with me i mean that's not a hidden secret. All right, so there's um, 17 and 18. I guess we're all in agreement that they're both cyborgs. We should say why. Yes, um, totally. 17 and 18. Um, I see. I hear a lot. People are like, hey man, Krillin married that, that android chick, right? How'd she have a kid? Oh god, yeah. And then they're like, oh, didn't you get wished human? And I'm like, no, the dragon couldn't um, make them human. And then they're like, well, how come she had a kid? How'd she do it? And that's when I say, you know, she she must she wasn't a cyborg she wasn't an android she wasn't a robot she had apparently enough of her reproductive organs functioning still to bear child so um they started 17 and 18 were brother and sister and they started off as humans i don't think it's pretty big here but in japanese fandom um they're pretty much lauded as being delinquents um beforehand that are captured and turn yeah. into cyborgs against their will as test subjects and stuff. And then, you know, that's when they become sort of pissy and disenchanted with everything. You know, that's the reason why they don't like the Red Ribbon Army or Dr. Garrow. You know, they're, they're, they're not robots. They're not androids. They didn't get implants that turned them into androids. It's impossible. They're, they're cyborgs through and through. And I mean, humans. A lot of this is in the dialogue of the show. Right. Yeah. Um, she mentioned specifically that they're brother and sister, which actually one of the things is that Kareem, after he figures that he has no chance with her, he says, well, maybe she'll be happy with number 17 instead. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, she flips out on him, doesn't she? She's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, stupid. And she's such a valley girl, it's great. Um, <laughs> and uh, then later, uh, like seven years later, Goku actually, when he comes back from the dead, asks... Like, wait a minute, how is he able to have a kid with a robot? Goku's the typical, I don't know what I'm talking about kind of character, right in the yeah. show. Uh, and, yeah, wait, does Krillin explain that? Or? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. he does. With a, with a very kind of pissed off face. Everyone, yeah. oh, poor everyone, uh, poor Krillin, everyone probably thought he was, like, you know, shacking it up with uh, 
like a blow up doll equivalent. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, let's cut that one off. Right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next, we have number nineteen. What do you guys think about him? I think we see his arms ripped off and his head decapitated, and we see wires and stuff. And yeah. oil. Right, or and oil. Perceived to be as oil. He definitely seems to be an artificial construct. Yeah. He doesn't have as much free will. As far as we know, he was killed quick enough. He's, yeah, he seems completely content to uh, serve number 20's whim. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say android on him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, doesn't 20... Dr. Garrow was like, yeah, I created that guy um, to help me make to make, make myself a, a cyborg or, or a Jinzo Ningen as well. Something like that. I'd imagine it'd be pretty hard for him to put his own brain... In a robot body after he's, you know. Oh, nonsense. <laughs> if anyone could do it, it would be him. So let, let's talk about him. He's kind of strange. When he's first introduced, he kind of almost says, No, I'm not Dr. Garrow. I am one of his Jinjo Ningen. I'm number 20. Yeah. And then as it goes on a little bit, he starts to show more emotion, like concern for his own life, for example, mm. and kind of acts more human. I have a quick question. Does he only say that he's not Dr. Geralt in the anime, or does he say it in the manga, too? Julie? I don't remember. Well, you're no help. I don't have it with me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Number 20 is strange. Um, continue. So, what do we think about him? We know that the brain was from whatever was originally Dr. Garrow. And as for what the body is, we don't really know if it's an entirely new body. Like, is that what he looked like beforehand? And Well, Bulma recognized him. Right, so... Well, there is an image of him on a title page in the manga that shows him as himself. And basically the only difference is that he has skin he has on like the top of his head. like a playing outfit on his <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Right. Like um, a suit with a vest. So, Real for the quick. most part, he's probably the same looking guy if Bulma's able to recognize him and all that jazz. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think the main reason why he, d- why he doesn't call himself by his own name is that he considers himself changed and superior and all these yeah. things. When really he's still just the same <laughs> bitter old man. Yeah, and once that conception starts breaking down, that's when he starts changing his tune a little bit. Yeah. He realizes that I can still die. <laughs> Very painfully. So I think it's strange that uh, they, the Daisenshu classifies him as a mechanical type, because to me, um, he's a lot like Kusanagi from Ghost in the Show, where his brain is basically in another shell, and he, he started off as a human. Right. I have always called him a cyborg. Yeah, um, I think I would mind. too. Mm. Except, you know, I have an Android body on. You know. <laughs> There's a, I held a little panel talking about this before at Anime Boston, I think, and uh, a lot of people, th- it, it sparked a big co- uh, you know, conversation about it, because a lot of people had differing ideas, um, you know, how much of his brain's left and all that stuff, but I don't know, I, I still think he's a cyborg. What about you other guys, what do you think? Do we know or not know if his body is his own, or is if it's new? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure his body is not his. Um, we did see his hand get cut off, at least, right, by Piccolo? Yes, yeah. and his head get, like, dropkicked. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he mention... I thought he mentioned that he had his brain put into an android body when he's explaining yeah. his new Something body. Something like that. I seem to remember that. Yeah. So, at least for him, there was something from a human body, if, if only his brain. That was at least yeah. one thing. So, just based on that alone, I'd probably classify him more as a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. 
Although probably just barely. Yeah, just barely. Um, should we take a... I don't think everyone knows what a Daizenshu is. We oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's good point. true. <laughs> we, we throw this term around. I mean, it's the name of the site, so... Yeah. I, I don't know. The Daizenshu are these really kick-ass books from Japan. Hardbound. Hardbound. They're big, and they have these gold spines. They're essentially encyclopedias, and there are ten of them total, and they have numbers, and they look really cool. Uh, <laughs> and I love having them. Lots of information about the series. Yeah, all the books but, do different things. The first one is just illustrations, and there's one all about the characters, and there's one that kind of goes through the manga beginning to end, and there's uh, three of them about the TV series. Mm-hmm. They're just cool, cool, cool books. Yes. That they're all in Japanese. Yeah. Except That's why we have Julian. Print. Yeah, exactly. So I bought the books, and then years later I found Julian and said, hey, you yes. work for me now. They do have some less comprehensive guides that they've put out in the past few years, which are also cool and have some of their own unique information stuff. But, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, the coffee table type books. Yeah. So now that we've referenced them and explained them, I guess we can use the term freely. Yes. All right. Um, There are a couple other characters that I want to hit up. Number eight. What do you guys think? Number eight has always been, like, something of a question because he's introduced... He looks like Frankenstein. Right. And automatically, like, yeah, you have to, you know, you make the correlation that he is kind of like Frankenstein. Is he made from dead parts? Is he he human or was he a robot? Right. Um, It's difficult to say. Is that... I don't think it's... I think it's either hinted at or just not mentioned where he originates from. Um, Well, in the anime, there's this episode, which is complete filler, where um, he has to be taken to the doctor who quote-unquote, invented him. Oh, jeez. It was Dr. Frappe. And when this happens, you see him open him up, and he's all, all mechanical. But given the fact that the character of Dr. Frappe doesn't exist, and he was, in fact, created by Dr. Gero, then you can infer that the whole episode is bunk and shouldn't be taken into account. So, so I, I have no <laughs> idea what to call him. I, yeah. I, I like that he's under the biotechnological type, which, because I always thought, you know, he looks like Frankenstein. He, he's probably some poor guy made out of, like, dead, revived parts. Uh, zombie, like, <laughs> zombie dog style. Yeah. Uh, poor guy. He's cute. Biotechnological type. I'll call, yes. I don't want to call him a cyborg, though, because, yes. you know, what if, that's the question. Oh, if he was it, made it, out of dead people parts, would he still be a cyborg? Right? Well, it should be pointed out that he was revived at the end of the series when the Earth was restored. So uh-huh. there's something there to wish back to life. Ooh. Yes. Good point. Now, the question is how he would go about getting a soul if he was made from reanimated dead parts, but we'll, we'll not get into that. <laughs> That's <laughs> getting Maybe, too in-depth yeah. there. All right, let's hit up a couple last few characters. The Daisenshu actually throws in Tao Pai Pai mm-hmm. under here when he comes back. Now, what do you guys think? Do you think he was actually killed and then brought back or kind of on the brink of death and then... Kind of the same as Frieza? Yeah. No, it's never quite elaborated. I I imagine that if either way, he would have had to be found pretty quick. Yeah. And it's kind of a mystery why his brother wouldn't have even, you know, mentioned the fact that he was still alive, if only <laughs> just to keep the surprise for later while he was still having work done on him. Right. Oh, you know, it's difficult to say. Frieza? Well, no, well, no, no. Tsuda no. Um, me the crane hermit, his brother. Oh. The, guy, the guy who found him. Well, then what him. about Frieza? You want to throw him under Jinza Ningen? Uh, Frieza... Maybe, wait, the planet exploded, yes? Yes. And, and he was killed. What if, in the vacuum of space, all his vital fluids were sucked out and um, <laughs> just the husk of his body was thrown out? And um, I don't know if you guys heard, but recently scientists in, like, Helsinki or someplace, like, uh, drained all the blood out of these dead dogs. Yeah. Or the, these dogs and re, 
and put some sort of saline salt solution in them. Yeah, they made um, zombie dogs. Yeah, they Whoa. kept them dead for a... Uh, the dogs were dead for like a half an hour. Then they sucked all the saline out, put some blood back in, and reanimated them. That's crazy. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe Frieza was similar. You know, all his vital fluids got sucked out and space dust got... On the floor. Like, oh, he's still good. <laughs> he's still good. It's okay. Five-second rule there. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, all right. The only other guys I can think of would be the three from movie 7, 13, 14, and 15. My favorite friends. <laughs> we see wires and explosions with at least uh, 14 and 15, so yeah. m- m- I- I'd say they're just androids. Yeah. yeah. A- and then there's the weird 13 who can... Uh, he can assimilate te- parts. Yeah, he can use his telekinesis, apparently, to grab parts off of the ground and make Man. them... Turn blue. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> I think they're, uh, you know, androids. Perhaps they're sort of, like, uh, organic in some aspect for uh, such a crazy transformation to go out, go over with 13. You know, he's got all blue and different looking. But, uh, you know, it is a movie, and it is kind of all over the place. <laughs> so the, the, answer, the answer of it's a movie is usually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they didn't think that one through quite so much. Out the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had generators and little microchips, which were, were they, like, brains or something their central computing system some things yeah. yeah and they were completed with the hate of dr garo <laughs> oh jeez. his underground laboratory <laughs> which is animated so much better in the movie yeah Ooh, i hate to open up this can of worms but how does that cell fit into all of this oh god oh, in the daisenshu cell is on his own page entirely <laughs> <laughs> what's he yeah. called isn't he called something like a bio or I don't remember. I closed the book and put it away. <laughs> I, th- I think they call him bio... Uh, I don't even want to say because I'll just make an ass out of myself. He's like bioengineered. He's completely organic, but he's the right. product of lots and lots of gene splicing. Yeah. yeah. Fun I'd stuff. like to point out he's referred to in the Japanese version as Jinzo Ningen Sil. Um, That's true. They're, they did say that a couple times. Yeah. But, but a lot of people... Just, you know, they call him, like, number 21, um, but that's, like, fan-based. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he is artificial. I don't really think I'd want to call him anything near human, just because, ew. (laughs) (laughs) What, you wouldn't kiss one's lips? Come on. Okay, that, that's... No, we'll not even go near that. Do <laughs> you really like it, like it, the cell? No. Spotted skin? Mm, baby. Ugh. That suction tail. <laughs> Once again, stop. <laughs> <laughs> where were we going with this one? Um, I don't know. I think we were making fun of me. All right, cell question mark. Cell to me is just an android, but of a of a organic type. He was yeah. made from nothing, resembled a human. Although androids are classified as robots, which are mechanical in in nature, but I think those definitions are kind of dated. Our current yeah. world, those things are all changing now. Now they're making robots that are like uh, functioning off of animal brains and stuff like that. <laughs> so here's so, what we'll do. In 20 years, we'll have this conversation again, and we'll see what our answers are. I think that's a good idea. Alright, let's make a date of it. Hot. Alright, cool. <laughs> I think that's all of the characters, really. Um, Is there anyone else? Gee, I can't hmm. think of anything. Oh, are we going to talk about Super 17 at all? Oh, jeez. I, I don't think we um, should. <laughs> no, that just opens up its own bunch of holes. <laughs> I don't want to use GT logic. You know, just yeah. like we said, it's a movie. Let's just say it's GT. Yeah, and I'm it. sorry I brought it up, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can stay. It's all right. Thank you. You're welcome. 
All right. I, th- I think that uh, finishes us up on that topic. Cool. Correct? I, yeah, I think so. so. All right. Woo-hoo. So the next thing that we want to do is we'll keep the rest of you around. We're going to go through a couple emails that we've gotten in the last two weeks. We didn't read any off last week because we were busy talking with Scott. But let's uh, hit up a few emails. The first email that I want to mention is something that Mary and I both have meant to reply to and just haven't gotten around to. And that's from Dana, who wrote us a really, really, really nice and long email about the last episode. Well, she sent it to Scott, too. And, Maybe yeah, he replied. Yeah, hopefully Scott replied, so we don't all three of us look like jackasses. <laughs> so this is going to be our reply to you. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us. Yes, it was very, very sweet, and I don't know how to respond because it was so nice. But yeah. just thank you. So thank you for the feedback. We'll, we'll try to respond to you personally in a little more depth, but it might take me like two years because I'm horrible about responding to emails. But, that uh, you are. <laughs> but thank you. Um, Julian, why don't you read the next one? Okay, this one is from Sean Onikuno Forster. I know the podcast is centered around the world of Dragon Ball and that it's hosted on arguably the best Dragon Ball site on the net. Not giving a plug just there, that's actually what they wrote. But why not expand it by talking about other anime and manga? You briefly mentioned One Piece in your last episode and the horrid treatment it has received in English so far. I would love to hear your thoughts and, well, my thoughts on the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the main reason why we haven't talked about other shows is because... I only watch Dragon Ball. No, that's not true. (laughs) It's because I really don't consider myself... Not that I consider myself an expert on Dragon Ball, but that's my forte. And there are other shows that I love and collect and know really well, but I wouldn't be able to talk about them like I can talk about Dragon Ball. Plus, this is not themed for other shows. This is about Dragon Ball. That's true. It is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, so we kind of stick to Dragon Ball for the most part. We will mention other shows. We've yeah, had Maggie lo- did a good uh, good job of doing that today. Yeah, we have had a lot of people say, "Oh, a really cool subject would be you know talking about Dragon Ball's influence on other shows," and we're totally going to do an episode about that. That's just you know we'd have to research, and I'm yeah. lazy, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely look for that in the future. I don't know when, but it'll be cool. I think that'll be an awesome episode. The next email is a uh, quickie, another correction because we're morons, from Sato on our forum, who says, uh, about your reply to Vietnamese boy's letter, you said that you wonder whether Janemba will keep his Japanese voice since he only says his own name. Well, apparently in the instruction manual for Budokai Tenkaichi, which was sparking... Uh, you just said Tenkaichi. Yes. And you just... It's te- but the episode where you... All right, all right you know what? I'll, I'll even do it with a high-pitched voice. Tenkaichi Budokai! That's terrifying. (laughs) But let me. Well, you know what? I'm going to say it the way they do. In Dragon Ball Z (laughs) Budokai Tenkaichi, (laughs) apparently uh, Kent Williams is listed as Janemba's voice. And I think he was Dr. Garrow in the dub. So there we go. Apparently Janemba is Kent Williams, and we'll have an old man. I don't know if he's actually old. (laughs) But him screaming and saying, Janemba, Janemba, Janemba. <laughs> he's a very young, healthy father of three, for all you know. <laughs> That's true. He's probably like 18. I don't even know. <laughs> Sorry, Kent. <laughs> hey. <laughs> all right. This email comes to us from Kevin Lee, who is, I don't know how to say this, Kvon? Kvon? <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Great job. You guys totally nailed some of the issues I've never thought about before. I was very impressed on how Julian explained the meaning of certain kanji, such as Kaioken Amajin. Being a person who grew up in Taiwan, I agree 100% on Julian. 
<laughs> or with Julian. Hopefully not on Julian. <laughs> Although that might be cool too. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, they want to hear more about other puns and voice actors. And I can say for a fact that we will definitely talk about uh, other characters and what their puns are. In fact, I actually wrote out an outline for one of them for maybe the next episode. So that'll be cool. As for voice actors, I don't know. I used to watch the dub, and then I didn't. So I couldn't tell you anything. Like, I kind of watched the Cell Saga on Cartoon Network, and I didn't watch any of the Boo Saga. I didn't watch any of GT. I haven't seen any dub movies after the first three. So I don't think I can accurately speak on what Funimation's voices are like now beyond the video games, where I can say that Shemmel does a badass job when he's talking normally, and then when he starts grunting, I think he sounds really stupid. But <laughs> So, I don't know, there, there's my voice actor talk. <laughs> what about you, Julian? Um, well, I've watched the dub a little bit further than you, but I also haven't seen GT at all. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. There's some that really seem to nail the part, and other ones where you have no idea what they were thinking giving that person the role. And I'm not going to name names in order to <laughs> maintain the illusion of being fair and impartial. But, um, oh, yeah, totally illusion. You'll, you'll probably have a few ideas yourself. Yeah. You, the listeners, I mean. This one's from Great Simon from the, from the Daisenshu EX forum. I hope you agree with me on this. I think some people, or I think people shouldn't feel the type of pressure some people put on them to use Japanese terms and correct pronunciations. I feel as though some people get turned off the forum life simply because they are a dubby. There's nothing wrong with saying Kaioken instead of Kaioken or Krillin instead of Kudinin or any other dub terms. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I can tell you my first thought, and that was my dirty little secret of I can't farkin' say Kudinin on a regular basis. That's so, neat. Shut up. <laughs> so when I speak, I say Krillin. So I totally understand where they're coming from on that. But in terms of some other things... That's like my catchphrase now in terms of i got to tone that down because I feel stupid when I edit the podcast and I hear myself say that like a dozen times in a row. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, Yay, editing. Yeah. We, we actually sound coherent when I edit this. Anyways, um, I don't know. Some things like KO Ken I kind of take a stand on and I'm like, uh, well, that's not what it is, especially when they got the character's name right and then got the, the technique wrong. So I don't know. I guess it depends on the issue. Yeah. Personal preference and how willing you're... Uh, ah, never mind. I, I know Julian's biggest one is Mr. Satan. Yes. Mr. Satan. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, it, it's obviously the English word Satan. Well, not English per se, originally, but, you know, it, it's the equivalent of the English word Satan. And obvi- obviously, that's censorship more than anything else. Right. There are some things that I kind of understand, like when they changed Paikuhan to Paikon and Kudadin to Krillin. Those are kind of, they're, I don't want to say they're name changes because they're not. They're kind of like adaptations. And especially when I say Krillin, I totally understand when people would use some of those terms instead. I don't know anyone that's ever said Kudadin. Other than Julian. Yeah, Julian does, and he does it with the accent too. It's fun to say. Um, but it is, um, but then I feel retarded when I tongue tie myself. Come on, take it in. Cut it in. Oh shit, he's here. What the hell are we talking about? I don't can I I don't think that like uh anyone's trying to put somebody else down because they use dub terms. I mean 
I must admit, I say Android 18 a lot, just so people know who I'm talking about. Yeah, a lot of the time um, it's for convenience, almost. Yeah, it's just that, please know that there are correct ways to say this, and, and that the way it's been presented in America is like kind of wrong here and there. That's true. I think if as long as people understand that sometimes it's not right, then whatever. Yeah, you could say K.O. Ken all day long. Yeah, as long as you're not saying it to me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, snap. <laughs> Here's the evil Vegito EX popping in. Oh no! Ah, angst-ridden fun. I hate dubbies. No, that's not true at all. I started out kind of as a dubby, but let's not get into that because I probably just destroyed yes. some more preconceptions mm. people had. I, will, I, I just lost all respect for you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I gonna think... re- I'm gonna redeem myself with this next one. Right. <laughs> the last email comes from I think it's Catarix. I don't know. In movie nine, Ginga Giri Giri, Buchi Giri no Sugoi Hatsu. You love saying that I got title. To, I got to say it again two episodes in a row. That's awesome. <laughs> or Bojack Unbound. <laughs> Anyways, the scene where Gohan goes Super Saiyan 2. Uh, the music, it's this really, really cool violin piece. And they want to find it. I do know where you can find it. On the five CD set, which I think is just called like DB and DBZ Daisenshu. It's pretty mm-hmm. typically just called the five CD set. Yeah, it's out of print too, I think. Yeah. The fifth disc is pretty much music from not all the movies, but Dragon Ball movies 1 through 3 and DBZ movies 1 through 9. And in the track that contains the movie 9 music, it's on there, and it's awesome. And the name of the track is, well, for that whole CD, the names of the tracks are just the names of the movie. So I don't remember which track it is offhand, but it's the name of the movie, and it's on there. So if you can track it down... Is, is this listing on your website? It, it is listed on the website. So Good you, chance yes. to pimp the music database. Yeah, check out the music yeah. database. You can't actually download anything, but you can find track listings for everything. So that's, It hasn't been updated in a while, but it's pretty cool. No, I actually have updated a few things. I just didn't oh, tell yeah? you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember what. <laughs> I think I finally threw up the uh, Head Chill Out 2005 single up there. Oh, all right. Yeah, we've been kind of slow on that. Yeah, we have. So l- let's pretend we're actually up-to-date and accurate, though. Yes. So, uh, yeah, track lists, they're there. So those are our emails from the week. If you want to send us more, please do. In fact, I'm actually going to ask if anyone wants to record some uh, voice feedback in addition to email feedback, feel free to send that to us as well. If you want to send us some MP3s asking some questions, that'd be cool as hell, and we'll play them and we'll answer. So, so cool. Cool. We're going to go ahead and finish up the episode, but as we started, I'm going to do my little rapid-fire questions for Maggie. Oh, man. You set? Crap. Uh, yeah. All right, you don't have a choice. Here we go. You ready? Oh, dear. All right. Yeah. Favorite hero? Oh, Vegeta. All right. Favorite villain? Uh, I'm going to say him, too. Although, I kind of liked it when Piccolo was really... He wasn't quite a villain, but he was very feared by everybody, and no one wanted to go two feet within him. <laughs> Well, he he did kill people, but that was more of the demon guy. So you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, favorite planet? Earth. Earth. Definitely. Oh, although Vegeta say probably was like pretty banging if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> favorite movie? Uh, definitely number what is it seven with thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, where you know they're all eating in the upstairs uh, <laughs> department store, and they're like, "Oh crap, someone's destroying the city. I gotta go." Go <laughs> <laughs> from there. <laughs> Alright, favorite saga? Oh man, do, do of I have, course. Do I have to really ask this one? <laughs> yeah, do you? Um, I'll, it's, it's Mary's favorite saga as well. Damn straight. Android saga. Alright. Or, or Cyborg saga, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> favorite yeah. song? Um, 
I really like I really like Hedgehala a lot. It's it makes me happy on the inside. Um, but I also like I also like the Jinzo Ningen Maki A or something. Yeah, um, Ma- Machie. Machie. Oh yeah. To the city. Yes, it's it's like a badass, uh, like ominous, you know, we're here to kill you type of song. Um, it's great. And then one more I can add: uh, the me- the animal cover of Makabe. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> All we right. should end it with that song. No, we're, no, we're going in chronological order. Well, I just ruined it. <laughs> I go in chronological order of all the ending themes. Oh. Oh. Except I missed the first Dragon Ball one. Well, way to go. Curse you. Damn it. All right. Next up, favorite video game. Oh man, I honestly haven't played a whole lot. I liked the first Legacy of Goku on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. I think because it was it was fun. I got you know you got to walk around and do stuff. Um. I never really played the Budokai games, um, but I have Budokai 3 for no other reason than to have 18's pretty outfits. Awesome. Um, yeah. There's one, there's an outfit of hers that is sort of never fully shown in any sort of merchandise or comic or anything, but it's on the video game, so. And that's awesome. moment for that, yeah. Alright. Favorite Super Saiyan level? Oh, man. I think two, because they still have eyebrows then. And their hair's <laughs> slightly spikier, and, um, Yeah. I'll have to go with two. Alright. And finally, favorite bull my haircut. <laughs> her um golly. What did she have? I liked her hair on Namek when she just had sort of like straight across bangs and a little bob right. going on. It was simple. No maintenance, huh? Yeah. No Alright. Yeah. And Ooh. and those are our questions. You win. Yay. Alright. That wraps us up for the week. Uh, I want to say thank you to Maggie for joining us this episode. Let's okay. yay! Let's yay. clap! Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Maggie, you want to give your site a little plug? Oh man, yeah, I run the website www.lovelycyborg.com, and uh, it's a character to shrine to uh, number eighteen. Um, I'm working on a new layout right now. It's taking me forever, but it's a great site. There's lots of things, questions and answers, uh, an essay, cosplay pictures, and things like that. So, uh, awesome. Visit. Awesome. And I'll you can also find it on our links page if, you know, you can't type live, lovelycyborg.com, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, I can't sometimes. <laughs> Come on. What, what's up with that? I, I don't know. You want to stop being drunk when you use the computer. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's cyborg, not brog. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. And once again, thank you to Mary from Temple of Trunks. Yay! Yay! I guess I'm here for the convenience factor. I don't know. I don't know what else I can add. Don't talk yourself down. Come no, on. everyone was like, oh, Mary sounds so great. Yay. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, so, guys. So we, we love having you. And uh, I'm not going to thank Julian because he bailed on us last week. But oh, come oh, it's on. Cool. <laughs> no, I'm just. Without him. <laughs> I know. I'm shaking my fist at you. Okay, well, I'm shaking mine bas- back at you. In fact, I'm shaking two. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so, Julian and I can both be found at Daizenshu EX, which is www.daizex.com. And there you can find our email addresses, our forum, our chat. Check us out. Send us some emails. Send us some MP3s of you uh, asking us questions because we want to hear what you guys have to say. That is it for the week. So, thank you everyone for joining us for episode 5 of Daizenshu EX, the podcast. And I'm going to try to have an episode for next week. I don't know what we're going to do because next week is Christmas and 
we will all be elsewhere, but maybe we'll... Special record. holiday episode! Yeah. With Master Roshi? Yes, special guest. Special guest, maybe special Master guest Roshi. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. I'm going to have to, you know, work my contacts and, and get them here. Yay! I can't wait to ask you. <laughs> all, my, all my dying questions. Wait, dire questions? <laughs> all your dying questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. I hope not. Language. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. So thank you, everyone. Check us out. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.